The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the customs post. He said to him, follow me. And he got up and followed him. While he was at table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat with Jesus and his disciples. The Pharisees saw this and said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? He heard this and said, those who are well do not need a physician, but the sick do. Go and learn the meaning of the words, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. The Gospel of the Lord. I think if I asked everybody here, like, what, what their heart feels like when I mention something like, how do you feel about politicians, or something like that, and you might, I don't know, have some pretty strong opinions in this day and age, um, but that's very similar to what it, would have, what it would have been like to say, Matthew is a tax collector. <laughs> a lot of people are like, well, you can't trust that guy. I don't know if, he, well, he said this one thing to me. He said this other thing to this other person. I don't know if he's telling the truth. You know, there's all kinds of things shrouded around being a tax collector that made people very uneasy about him. So remember, this is, this is the person that ends up being called um, by Jesus. And I think one of the most important things that we realize in this moment for Matthew is in that moment that he's, he's chosen to be chosen is to be, is to be seen. And so the Lord sees him and, you know, and he says his name. I think we were talking just the other day and, uh, and somebody said, you know, that idea is just like, there's no sweeter sound to a person's ears than the sound of their own name, um, to be recognized, to be called, to be, to be seen. And that's exactly what Jesus does when he calls us. He actually sees us. So shameless plug for October as we watch The Chosen here for our adult education series coming up in October. See the bulletin for details. So, so that's coming up, right? So just like these things, this moment that was chronicled about Matthew being chosen, that's what that whole series ends up being about. And so years ago, many years ago, when I was working in Colorado Springs, I got hired uh, for this bicycle shop called Bicycle Village, very large, part of a bigger company. And I was the operations manager for the store, but I came from outside of the store to work there. I wasn't like hired from within the company at the time. And when I arrived, I don't, you know, it was very cliquish, right? You know, people just sort of had who they thought there. And apparently when I got there, there were people that thought that they should have been promoted to that job and that they should not hired me from outside. So I wasn't like sort of warmly received when I had first gotten there. So I sort of had to like earn any sense of loyalty that I had in that, in that particular situation. But I can still remember so, so vividly the way I felt in this situation. So it turned out that apparently there was a group of people around the, the register gossiping about me. 
<laughs> you know, about this whole situation, about how I was unjustly hired and they really should have promoted this other person and this whole situation. And my friend Marnie, she stood there and she was a part of this circle. And she just simply said to all of them, she said, I like Peter. And then she walked away and she extracted herself out of the situation. And I only heard about this story from somebody who was a part of that circle, sort of spreading the rumors. Later on, when she changed her mind about me, she sort of like fessed up. We were in the car together driving from Colorado Springs to Denver. And she told me this scene. She described this whole entire scene. And she said, and you know, Marnie just sort of stood up. Marnie's like really short. And so she just sort of asserted herself. And she said, I like Peter. And she just walked away. And she explained that to me. And I will never forget that she did that for me even when I wasn't there. Because what it made me feel like is, I think, the very same way that the apostles felt like what any one of us feels like when we've been recognized, when we've actually been seen by somebody for, for more than, than maybe just sort of the gossip about who we might be or who we might stand for. Somebody actually sees us. And, and that's what Marnie did for me kind of in that moment. We recently just kind of reconnected and spoke on the phone the other day. And she did something just this past Friday that absolutely astounds me. But it speaks so much to what the apostles had and what each one of us who are chosen need to have. And that is endurance and perseverance. My friend Marnie just completed an ultra-endurance race in Colorado in Steamboat Springs called Run, Rabbit, Run. <laughs> this race is unbelievable. It was almost 104 miles, and it took her 33 hours to run. Her feet got absolutely destroyed by blisters, but she needed, she described that she needed some of her friends to say, you know, there was a port where she said, I don't even think I could walk anymore. And she had about 10 miles or so left to go. But one of her friends came up and convinced her, said, it's just as painful to keep walking than it is to keep running. So just start running again and you'll get used to it. You'll, you'll get used to the pain. In the, in, and she said she was right. Once I started running again, it was just as painful running as it was walking but eventually I, I got used to it. She, she tried this race many, six years ago, I believe it was, and, and had, had completely you know, passed out at mile 75. Over 16,000 feet of elevation, 33 hours, 104 miles. I was like, that's unbelievable that the human spirit has that capability within it to actually overcome and persevere in something physical like that. That's an amazing feat all on its own, right? But that's something physical. But the other thing that I remember Marnie for in my life is that I don't exactly know if I would be standing before all of you here today if it wasn't for her intervention in another way. The Lord works through us as instruments, and we hear that in that first reading. And then he, some of us have really specific gifts. I, has anybody ever met Archbishop Lasney, or even just been in his countenance and not realize what a pastoral heart that man has. 
I mean, it is an absolute gift. He's also a great teacher. Some people are great evangelists. They have these amazing abilities to, to share the faith. Well, one day, Marnie was also raised Catholic like me, and this was the time in my life where I had been confirmed, maybe like some of your own children, I had been confirmed and I was still going to church, but I didn't know anything about my faith after all those years of catechesis. And I, I hadn't been to confession in like, I, I believe it was 13 years is how long it had been since I had been to confession at that point in my life. So I understand what it's like to be sort of out there on the margin and sort of living my life the way that I think that I should live it. And then my friend Marnie needed somebody in support, and she said, will you go to confession with me? And so I'll never forget that she was the cat. And now even her Catholic life has been difficult. It has been rough. Just like when I look at my own background, it was difficult and rough, but it's never too late to stop doing some of the things that we're doing and to return to Christ. There's going to be a cost, though. There's absolutely a cost. It means that you actually have to leave certain things behind that you've gotten accustomed to doing. That's exactly what Matthew does. He leaves his post. He leaves behind what he was doing to follow Jesus. And I still remember we went to a it was a Catholic store run by Franciscans in the mall called All Things Catholic. And they had a chapel there and they would hear confessions. It was the oddest thing in the world to like walk up to this store in the mall to go back to confession for the first time. But I, I just don't know. It's just like she needed my help and she asked me as a Catholic to go with her. And I still remember said, oh, Marnie, I, I don't know. I haven't been in so, so long. But I realized that that was God speaking to me through her. And like I said, we all have our ups and downs in our faith, but if we're willing to actually leave behind certain things, there is a cost. Like I said, we have to put certain things away. We can always return to the Lord. And so many times we are recognized. Like I said, I think of my friend Marnie and how she just saw me as a person. She saw past other aspects of me or what other people said of me and she saw me. I'll never, ever forget the way that that made me feel. And then just seeing her recent example of endurance, it made me realize how important that is for us as Catholics, for us as Christians, for the apostles. That's the example that they give. I mean, they give it to the shedding of their blood. That, that's how far their endurance takes them. And so that's the reminder for us today, anytime that we celebrate any of the apostles. That, that the Lord extracted them from a messy existence, and they had to leave behind some of what they knew before to follow Christ. But once they do, even the difficulty and the burdens that they take on in Christ are better than the situation that they left behind them. Even sometimes though they're more difficult, they can actually see that their life is transformed and better even though some of the suffering that they have taken upon them, um, when it's united in Christ, it's completely transformed. And they have more endurance, more ability to overcome. Because it's not just them overcoming, it's Christ helping them overcome. It's being truly united with him. And that's why we see those who are martyred for the faith not even afraid in the face of their own death. 
because they realized that the promises of Christ were so much greater than any of those things that they left behind in their life. And so anytime we celebrate a great apostle like St. Matthew, we are reminded of that, of being truly seen by God for who we are, beloved sons and daughters of Jesus Christ, and that we're capable of anything if united to him. God bless you all.